The following presentation is from North Pine Baptist Church. We trust that it will help you learn more about God and His message for the world. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au. Hi, it's great to be with you today. My name is David Elvria. I'm one of the team at Queensland Baptist um, in head office. I'm working with you around the state, um, equipping and, and supporting our churches. Um, great to be here today. And it's been an amazing year, hasn't it, in our, our world's history. One moment, life is normal. Then the, the next moment, there's a shortage of toilet paper. One moment, people are planning holidays and trips. And then the next moment, borders are closed and you can't um, have international or state travel. One moment, the financial market is looking strong and healthy. And the next moment, we're facing a recession. One moment, we're shaking hands, hugging friends. Next moment, we're paranoid about our personal space. One moment, the economy is strong. Unemployment is low. But then the next moment, businesses are closing up and thousands are out of work. It's incredible what can happen in a couple of months or even weeks. And it's certainly been a roller coaster ride for us this year, hasn't it? Change. Someone has said that there's nothing certain except change. And probably not many people like to experience change, especially not the sort that we have seen over the last year. If you've got your Bibles there, we're going to be looking this morning at Psalm 102 to set the scene for you. Um, a bit before we read this psalm, we don't actually know who wrote it or even when it was written. What we do know, it was, it was written by someone who was in the pit of despair or depression. My Bible ascribes this psalm to an afflicted man. It seems as though it was written sometime after the destruction of Jerusalem. Now, if you know your Bible history, Israel, the northern kingdom of Israel, was overrun by the Assyrians in 722 BC. The southern kingdom, however, continued on until the Babylonian army came down in 605 BC and then again in 597 BC and carted off most of the fit and healthy people into slavery. The first invasion was when Daniel was taken off into slavery, for example. They came back a third time in 586 BC, um, and that's when the city of Jerusalem was completely destroyed. It was left in ruins. Its fortifications were destroyed. The temple was in ruins. The people were in slavery. Things had changed completely. People no longer had a temple to worship at. They didn't have a defendable city to call home. It was as if God had abandoned them. Things had changed, and it was not pleasant change. And so this is the context in which this psalmist writes. He writes this. He, he says, Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let my cry for help come to you. Do not hide your face from me when I am in distress. Turn your ear to me when I call. Answer me quickly. For my days vanish like smoke. My, home, my, my bones burn like glowing embers. My heart is blighted and withered like grass. I forget to eat my food. Because my loud groaning, I am... Reduced to skin and bones, I'm like a desert owl, like an owl among the ruins. I lay awake. I've become like a bird alone on a roof. All my day, all day long, my enemies taunt me. Those who, who rail against me use my name as a curse. For I eat ashes as my food and mingle my drink with tears because of your great wrath, for, for you have taken me up and, and thrown me aside. My days are like the evening shadow. I wither away like grass. The psalmist was bemoaning the fact that the current circumstances he found himself in were distressing. He calls out to God. He begs God, hear my cry for help. Don't hide from me when I'm in distress. 
There was a lot of suffering going on in the 7th century BC when Israel had been overthrown by a foreign enemy. The change wasn't pleasant. There's a lot of suffering and pain going on today in our world as a result of circumstances people find themselves in. I think many people in our world could associate with the psalmist today. They, they can relate to what this psalmist was saying about his mortality, his days um, vanish like smoke. He's sick with fever, with broken heart. Um, his heart is withered and, and pains him so much that if he gets to eat and when he does, it, it tastes like ash anyway. He's become a living skeleton, feels deserted. He feels alone. Many people today are feeling worried, sick as they face uncertain futures. For many of our senior citizens, there's a real threat of this pandemic killing them. For others, it's in our community that they've lost financial security. Their work has evaporated before their eyes. Um, for others, the fear of isolation and quarantine is scary. What would it have been like for our friends and relatives in, in Victoria and other places who have had to endure severe lockdowns? Many aged care homes have had periods of lockdowns, haven't they? It, it must be gut-wrenching for so many. The changes people face in their lives are not pleasant. And even as a church, um, we can begin to become anxious and uncertain of the future as we face the inevitable change that's forced on us. I mean, how's ministries going to change? And will it ever get back to the way it was? And should it? Um, how will we respond to these changes? Often change like this can lead us to second-guess God. Where was God when the Babylonians were at the city gate? Isn't God all-powerful, able to stop viruses? Why is God punishing us by allowing this to come upon us? Doesn't God care for us? I've left my family and friends to follow and serve him. Um, why is this not everything I dreamt it would be? When we're in the pit of despair, often we doubt that God is in control. We doubt that God cares for us. We doubt that God has the best for us in mind. And when we do that, we start to focus on our problems. We, we begin to be worried and stressed and depressed. The problems appear in our eyes so incredibly huge. How was a decimated nation ever going to rebuild a city? How will struggling families rebuild after losing their income stream? How will our nation recover from this catastrophe? How will we ever feel safe to travel overseas again? How will we, how will I? We're told that some of the leading causes of stress in a person's life are death of a spouse, family, friend, um, health concern, being a victim of a crime, family change such as separation, divorce, new baby or marriage, um, arguments, moving, relocating, financial trouble, an increase in responsibility due to a new baby or a new job. As a congregation, many of you will experience one or more of these in the year ahead. Um, how are you going to cope? How will you respond? Because changes are not always pleasant. But just when things look as though they can't get any better, the psalmist changes tack. What we read here in verse 12, But you, O Lord, sit enthroned forever. Your renown endures through all generations. Despite the changes we see around about us, God, our Lord, is still on the throne. He's still in control. The psalmist could walk through the ruins of Jerusalem. He could even walk through where the king's palace once stood and, and where David sat on his throne. Um, it was no more, but God's throne will be there forever. And no one will forcibly move him or remove him from it. An enemy army, a world ravaged by virus, a, a new way of life, an uncertain future will never change the fact that God is ruling over this universe. And he is still in control. 
Even when bad things happen, God is still in control. And we must trust that he sees the bigger picture and will bring good out of the situation we're in. But you, O Lord, are not just on the throne. The psalmist goes on um, from that in verse 12. Um, You will arise and have compassion on Zion, for it is time to show favor to her. The appointed time has come for her stones are dear to your servants. Her very dust moves them to pity. The nations will fear the name of the Lord. All the kings of the earth will revere your glory, for the Lord will rebuild Zion and appear in his glory. You, O Lord, are on the throne, and your promises, O Lord, will be fulfilled. Jerusalem or Zion had a special place in God's heart. This was the place God had set apart as a promised land for his people Israel. God had made a covenant with Israel, and this covenant was going to be kept come hell or high water. The psalmist sees a time when God would arise, when he would restore Jerusalem again. The Lord will rebuild Zion, will appear in his glory, so that all the nations of the world would know that God is a promise-keeping God and, and that this did occur. The exiles did return. They did rebuild Jerusalem and this city will feature large in God's second coming plan also. God is faithful. Our Bible is full of promises to us, isn't it? Promises like John 3.16, For God loved the world that he gave um, his one and only Son. Whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Um, We've got the promise, Remain in me and I will remain in you. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. That's John 15. Psalm 138, verse 8. The Lord um, will fulfill his purpose for me. O Your love, O Lord, endures forever. James 1, 5. If any one of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him. We can trust that these promises will be fulfilled because God is faithful. Even the promises to us that are beyond this temporary life, even though our situation may seem to be the pits, God is faithful. James 1 reminds us um, to consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the, the testing of your faith develops perseverance, and perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. We may not like the situation we find ourselves in, but God's promise Um, gives us strength to persevere and persevering through it in faith will bring maturity. So, So let's not be discouraged. Let's not lose hope because God's promises will be fulfilled for our benefit and for his glory because God is faithful. The third encouragement from um, that the psalmist has for us, I mean, the turmoil of change is that um, you, O Lord, have a plan which will be accomplished because God is good. In verse 17, he writes, He will respond to the prayer of the destitute. He will not despise their plea. Let this be written for a future generation that a people not yet um, created may praise the Lord. That's an incredible statement just there in that verse. Have you you stopped to think that we are in the middle of an opportunity for God to draw people to himself? He will raise up disheartened people who will worship him and we... um, having been seen some of this now with reports that churches are seeing people re-engage with their church or link in with churches for the very first time. So look out for the opportunities to witness for God. He goes on, The Lord looked down from his sanctuary on high. From heaven he, he viewed the earth. 
to hear the groans of the, the prisoners and, and release those condemned to death. So the name of the Lord will be declared in Zion and his praise in Jerusalem. When the people and the kingdoms assemble to worship the Lord. In the course of my life, he broke my strength. He cut short my days. So I said, do not take me away, O my God. In the midst of my days, your years go on through all generations. In the beginning, you laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will wear out like a garment, like clothing. You will change them and they will be discarded. But you remain the same. Your years will never end. The children of your servants will live in your presence. Their descendants will be established before you. See, God has a plan for each person sitting in this room. And it's a good plan. For Israel, his chosen people, he had a plan for them. And though he allowed them to be carted off into captivity for a time, this was to catch their attention, to bring them back to him in reliance upon him. Ultimately, his plan of restoration for them was fulfilled because God is still on the throne. God keeps his promises. And God has a good plan. I don't know what God's plan is for those around our world that are suffering as the result, the result of COVID-19. But God's plan is good and he will bring it to fruition. Let's pray that God's name will be glorified in and through all the anxiety and all the uncertainty that um, we are experiencing as a community over the coming weeks and months. And for each of us sitting here, looking back at the year that has gone and looking ahead um, for the 12 months that is coming, I don't know what is before us. We didn't expect the pandemic that we are caught up in. We won't be expecting other things which we may well face in this next year. Personal tragedy, the loss of someone close, unemployment, illness, conflict, whatever it is, whether it takes us by surprise or not, in the midst of the change, remember that God has a plan for us. And though Satan would seek to bring despair and depression in the midst of that, God seeks to redefine it and refine us and mature us through these difficult circumstances. Remember the lessons of Psalm 102 this year. When changes happen that you may not like and that when you are starting to feel depressed or out of your depth or that God just doesn't care, remember God is still on the throne. God is still in control. God's promises are sure and they will be fulfilled because God is faithful. And thirdly, God has a plan for each of us, every one of us. And God is good. He's in control. He's faithful. And he is good. He is God. He deserves our praise. He deserves our honor. Let's pray and do that right now. Lord, you are an amazing God. You're a gracious God, a God who loves us, who cares for us. You see everything that is going on in our circumstances. You are not ignorant. Um, but Lord, we believe that you are sovereign, that you are over all things. And no matter what we are going through, that doesn't change who you are or your position. Um, Lord, in actual fact, we, we um, take hold of that and we believe that, Lord, you are going to continue to be God, to continue to, to work your purposes out um, in our circumstances, in our life for your glory. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you for your goodness and your grace. And we just pray that you would continue to, to use us for your glory in all things that happen in our world, in our lives, in our circumstances now. Um, help us to remember these facts, Lord. 
Help us to remember that you are still on the throne, that you are a faithful God and that you are good. Um, Strengthen us by your word, we pray. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this audio from North Pine Baptist Church. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au.